You're listening to the Writing Momentum Podcast with authors Christopher and Gina Mazzelli, where you'll discover more about writing, publishing, building your author brand, and selling your book. Now, here's your hosts, Chris and Gina. Hello, and welcome to the Writing Momentum Podcast. My name is Gina Maselli, and this is my husband, Christopher Maselli. Hey, welcome and to the podcast. Glad to be here today. Yeah, we're so excited to be here. We are going to be talking about social media for the over 50 crowd. Yes. And But before we get to social media for the over 50, and we've got some really good statistics and insights that we've got about that. We got a gift this week. That's right. We always ask people, we say, hey, if you like this podcast, rate, review, subscribe, share it with someone else, because we know that's how people find out about it. Many of you have given us five stars, and we're so appreciative of that. But this week, we got a really nice review that we just wanted to share and give a shout out. This is to David Corbley. He's the one who left the review. Great guy. He wrote, he said, it's my happy place podcast and the one that helps me the most with writing. Here's what David said. He said, stop right here and subscribe to this podcast if you want to learn about writing, marketing, and creating a great writer website. And also just need to be encouraged and feel happy. Writing Momentum Podcast is the podcast I never miss. It's my happy place in the podcast world. It always cheers me up to hear Chris and Gina and Renee's voices. And I'm always learn something new and come away encouraged. I'm a voracious podcast listener. I've subscribed to over 130 podcasts. Can wow. imagine that? Wow. So I know a lot about what makes for a good podcast, and this is one of the best. Subscribe now, and you'll be happy you did and smarter for it. Thank you so much, David. That really mm-hmm. meant a lot to us. It really did. We just we hope that other people find the podcast because of your kind words. I think we need to have a writing momentum, tr- momentum train whistle <laughs> for such a good... <laughs> This is what we do in our free time is we come up with sound effects right. and visual effects that we can do on our stuff. It's the creative mind. It never stops, you guys. Okay, so moving on. So to, if you, I just want to say, if you do enjoy this podcast, please do go ahead, rate, review, subscribe. But your words on things like this really do help get our podcast promoted and We'll give you a train whistle shout out too. But today, what are we talking about, Gina? Right. And, well, and what, had, what happened there? We had a friend of ours, a good friend of ours, who's also a listener, write or talk to us. And she asked us a question. She said, what if your audience, we've been doing a series now on social media. We've talked about social media and which platforms would be the best for different people. Where are people listening? And we gave a lot of demographics. But this particular person said, what if your audience isn't a young demographic? So many social media sites specialize in. What if your crowd in your audience is the over 50 crowd? Yes. And we understand that. We really understand that. We thought that was a great question. And so we went out and we started doing some research on this to find out what do you, what is the best platform? And I will say... I think I had preconceptions about what it is. I think even my preconceptions were challenged in some of this as well. And when we talked about those statistics in earlier episodes, and if you haven't listened to those yet, it's episodes 39, 40, and 41. 
Cosla, we did a different one because Gina wasn't here. And I'm so glad you're back. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's always better for Gina's here. Thank you. So when we gave those statistics, you'll notice that those statistics focus a lot on the younger demographic because a lot of times media does that because that's what the advertisers are looking for. They want to know where does that young demographic, what TV shows are they watching and that sort of thing. But yeah, this listener made a really good point that, yeah, but what if your reader the person that you're marketing to once is in an older audience, like 50 plus, where do they go then? The truth is, and just because certain of those platforms were more popular because they catered to a younger demographic, that doesn't mean there isn't a huge older demographic also on some of these platforms. And, and so what did we find, Gina? First of all, I want to, before we start getting into into the percentages. This is this is my contention when I was looking at this, is that a lot of these articles were saying it's this percentage of Americans or that percentage of that particular demographic, that kind of thing. Yep. And I said, but those, and the question I kept coming back to Chris with was those percentages have to correlate to a number, an yep. actual number. It doesn't matter if 25% of the audience, 50 plus, is on a certain platform, that doesn't really mean anything if you're not really talking about, okay, but actually how many people is that? Yeah. Who is that? So we were looking at the statistics. At first, I wanted to start with the statistics of the 50 to 64-year-old crowd that represents a little over 60 million people, Americans. Yeah. We're talking about Americans here, but in other countries, you would have to look at those statistics, I think the percentages might be similar across the board. But as far as the size of, a, of the United States, we are talking about a little over 60 million Americans when we start giving you these uh, percentages. Yeah. And so this is from a Pew Data Research study. And this is really interesting. So you remember we were talking about Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and TikTok. And this Pew Research study does not cover TikTok. So we're going to drop them out of it for this week. But of those remaining, Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter, most 50 to 64 year olds, surprisingly, are on YouTube. That, when, YouTube. <laughs> that was, it was surprising in one respect. It was not completely surprising in other respects because yep. we both have. Although 50 to 64 year old, we fall into that demographic. We're in this demographic. <laughs> and we use YouTube yeah. more than we use some of the others. Yeah. And we, and I think a lot of people are using YouTube um, in place of television, in yeah. place of like broadcast or streaming television. They're using YouTube for that entertainment value. Yeah, YouTube is different from the other social networks in that, first of all, as we talked about in one of the previous podcast, it is a search engine. Like Pinterest and YouTube are search engines before they are social networks, or the others are social networks first. But as as search engines, YouTube is the only one, or social media sites, the only one of all of these that is easily accessible on television sets, right? So if you're sitting in your living room, we do this all the time. We have YouTube as one of the apps that we pull up on our big screen television to watch videos on each day. And a lot of people do that. And especially when it comes to looking at 50 to 64 year olds, many of them use YouTube on their television 
but also on their mobile because it's entertainment. It's easy to access. And so it's 68% of 50 to 64 year olds. And then of 65 plus it's 40%. So if you're wanting to reach people age 50 and above, YouTube is your number one resource. Now you may not feel comfortable in front of a camera all the time. As an author, a lot of us who are introverts, we shy away from this whole camera deal, but really it's a great way to reach your audience. And we'll have to do a future episode on how to be comfortable in front of a camera, because really once you start doing it, it's quite enjoyable. It's not difficult at all. And it really widens your outreach. Absolutely. And it puts a face to the, to your message and it puts a face to your brand. So I think that is important too, because sometimes when you're using some of these other social media sites that sometimes your brand or your face can get lost a little bit just with the different posts. And the other thing about YouTube, and this is what we said before with YouTube and Pinterest, is that the longevity and the return on your time Mm -hmm. is huge because they are search engines. When you put a video out or you put an idea post on Pinterest, it stays or a static pin on Pinterest, it lasts for a really long time. It doesn't go away. Yep. So it can live for a very long time versus the post on Facebook or on Instagram that people are just scrolling and they're running right by it. So as an example, if we go and look at our statistics on our YouTube channel that has these podcasts on it, as well as other videos, we have seen that some of those videos that are two or three years old sometimes are still getting active views today. Whereas Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, those older posts, they're just gone, right? They dropped off the feed. They're gone forever for the most part. And so really that's why YouTube is powerful. Now, as great as YouTube is, there is a super close second. In fact, so close that I think it's within within the margin of error to possibly rival YouTube, both for 50 to 64 year olds and 65 plus, and that is Facebook. YouTube is 68% of older adults. Facebook is 65. Mm -hmm. YouTube is 40% of 65 plus. Facebook is 41%. So both of these, Facebook and YouTube are your key websites that you want to be using to get free promotion, to be promoting your books, to be connecting with your audience. Because remember, marketing is about relationships. You've heard me say that many times. And these are the sites that you want to use. Well, I thought it was interesting when you were talking about this, when we were looking this up, we were researching it, we were putting together this podcast. Chris, you mentioned that the way people use these sites, though, are a little bit different. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about that? How do, how is this older generation using these sites versus versus maybe even the younger generation. Yeah, so it was, it's interesting to look at, especially the social media sites. On places like Facebook, it is not as much about the hype and the viral posts and that sort of thing. It's more about probably truly what Facebook was created for, and that is sharing pictures of loved ones. It's about sharing things that have happened in your life. So if you're wanting to reach this older audience on Facebook, you don't want to have a bunch of marketing focused ads, right? If it feels too marketing-ish, they're really not interested. You've got to write your posts and your ads in such a way that it feels very natural, that is very much like you're just their friend. And I think that connects a lot more. 
I think also you could re- work on the shares, but understanding the shares aren't just, I'm throwing this out there because whatever, but, and we have seen this ourselves. These people, if they are your fan, they really will promote you. They're very, it's a very loyal audience. Mm. They get behind what you're doing, speaking as a writer. Yes. If you are looking for somebody who's, you want support for your book, for your message, if you can find this audience and they are your fans, they will really take the time to share it with their friends and let you know. So there is that, there's that social component here. It is even more so than, than maybe some of the others that are more about following influencers or being entertained or whatever. These people, I think this, this audience is really looking for connection. Yes. Yes. So we won't dwell on the other sites a whole lot because there is this sharp drop (laughs) between Facebook and YouTube to all the other four, the other four, Pinterest, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Pinterest is the highest then LinkedIn, then Instagram, then Twitter. But Pinterest clocks in the highest at 26% versus the 65% on Facebook. So really, if your audience is 50 plus, it is Facebook and YouTube pretty much, and that's it, right? You can dabble into these other networks, and I'm sure there are, as we said before, there are niches in all of these networks. Yes. But you're really going to find your audience on Facebook well, and YouTube. I think it, you do have to question if you are going into a, on one of these social media, because you may be somebody who is 50 plus, or maybe you're someone who is reaching that audience and you love LinkedIn or you love Instagram. Don't let the fact that only 20% or 21 or 24%, don't let that throw you because maybe because of those numbers, there are fewer people speaking to that audience. There's fewer, there's less competition. So maybe that's, if that's your happy place, to quote David (laughs) Corbley, if that's your happy place, go for it. Be a big fish in a small pond if you need to be. It's worth the test, right? It's definitely worth the test. Don't be afraid to pivot if you need Mm -hmm. to. And that's part of what this business is about, is learning to market in a way and find your audience. So be willing to pivot. But maybe if you're on Facebook and you're doing a successful, what you're seeing some growth on Facebook and you're ready to expand to Mm -hmm. one of those, maybe you want to expand to Pinterest or maybe you want to expand. Although if you're on Facebook, does Facebook automatically post to Instagrams? No, no, only only the stories are shared uh, between the two. So everything else is still separate audiences. Yeah. If you're like me, I like posting to most multiple places at once. I still like to focus on the ones that are my key demographic, but I'll post to all the channels because it's so easy today with the scheduler. And as you've heard us talk about before, one of our favorite schedulers is Socialbee. You could find that at writing.fyi slash Socialbee. And there's a coupon code that's on that page for you that'll get you that for even lower cost. For less than 50 cents a day, you can post on all of the channels every time you make a social media post. And that's a real powerful It thing. really is. I was actually, as you, I was about to interrupt you and say, but don't forget about Socialbee because it makes it so easy. It certainly does. Speaking of deals, we know that what's coming up, Gina? Black Friday. Black Friday. You guys, if I could, I don't think I can totally communicate the excitement that goes on in our house over Black Friday. Yeah. I get so excited about Thanksgiving (laughs) because I love to cook. I love to be around family. I love to get people together, all of that. But 
Chris is just give me the pumpkin pie and move out of my way because there are deals on the horizon. There are deals to be had. So here's the thing. I've become known as the deal guy, right? Because I find some really good deals. For instance, a lot of people pay for their monthly email service for mass email marketing. Years ago, I got a deal. I paid something like $100 for a lifetime subscription to a very popular email service. There are deals like that are out there. Last year, we found Microsoft Word for half price plus a $50 gift card. So we love deals. This year, what I'd like to do is if any of you would like to be in on those deals that I find, especially the ones for writers, all you have to do is I've set up a text message service that we can all mass text together and you can opt in and opt out of it so you don't have to worry there's not gonna be any spam or anything. What you have to do is to get in it, go to your phone and text deals, D-E-A-L-S, deals, to 74121. When you text deals to 74121, you're opting in to my personal deal finder list. And when I find a really awesome deal this Black Friday, I will text it out to our group and everyone can jump in on it. We like doing it by text because first of all, it's very fast and easy. Also, a lot of these deals don't last for very long. Many of them have a limited number of items on them. And so if you wanna get in on it, Right away, you want to be able to have that text that you get immediately. You can jump up, go to your computer, grab the deal. And I can't understate how great some of these deals are. Some of the deals that we find, like I said, they can save you literally hundreds and hundreds of dollars over the years. Many of the lifetime deals that I've gotten on apps and software that have helped us with our writing business have been during White Friday. Yeah, I. it is rare that a year goes by. I don't know that any year goes by when you don't come up with it. I would say at least three really yeah. good deals. Yeah. But there are times when, Chris, I'm up getting ready for Thanksgiving because <laughs> Black Friday now actually starts before yeah, it Thanksgiving. starts usually early. And he'll come up and as I'm making, as I'm cooking in the kitchen, he's coming up and saying, you'll never believe what I just got. Yeah. <laughs> you'll never believe what I just found. So I'm not even kidding when I say this has been something that Chris has done for probably the last 20 years. Yeah. And he has shared it with just our close friends. We're part of a mastermind group. He will contact our mastermind members and say, hey, I just found this. I just found this. You guys want to find that? Get that. So he's all over it. So I'll be doing it anyway. You might as well let me be your personal shopper. So if you want to be in on that, <laughs> yeah. text deals, D-E-A-L-S to 74121 and you'll be in the group. And it's yeah. as simple as that. That's it. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Writing Momentum podcast. If you've enjoyed this, please do like David, rate, review, subscribe, and share with others. We so appreciate it when you do because that helps others find it. And don't forget what, Gina? Together, we have Writing Momentum. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Writing Momentum Podcast with authors Christopher and Gina Maselli. Don't forget to subscribe and get the show notes at writingmomentum.com backslash podcast. Until next time, we hope that you have writing momentum. Hey, writer. Do you struggle with finding time to write? Well, you're not alone. In fact, time is the number one challenge that most writers face when it comes to getting their books finished. That's why we've created Writing Moments, weekly sessions you can schedule on your calendar to write online with me, Gina, award-winning author and screenwriter Renee Gutteridge, and other writers who have similar goals as you. 
Each week we're meeting for a short writing training, Q&A, and then 45 minutes of uninterrupted writing time together, where we'll keep each other accountable to get our stuff done. If you'd like to find out how you can join us for some upcoming writing moments, just visit writingmomentum.com slash writing moments. We'd love to have you there. That's writingmomentum.com slash writing moments.